Open Kwong Door Media presents Storytime with Paul Door. In each episode, you'll receive a short adrenaline shot of a story straight to the mind, heart, or sometimes the funny bone, wherever that is located. And stay tuned after the story for Paul's Picks, where I indulge you with something I'm reading, watching, or listening to. This week's story, The Keyboard, recorded live off the floor at Stories We Don't Tell. Please note, I was sitting at my keyboard for the story. Some pauses and audience reactions were due to me about to play and then not playing. This story is dedicated to all the single people out there. I want you to stay strong. Um, all right. So when I was young, I uh, took piano lessons. And uh, I didn't really like it at the time. What I really wanted to do was play guitar. So when I became an adult, there's actually, a, that's the fucking guitar up there. I tried, bought one, and I tried to teach myself how to play, but then it attacked me. <laughs> and, but I still, I just wanted music in my life, not to perform for anybody, not to, you know, any of that kind of thing. I just, um, I figured I could still play the piano. I still, you know, knew how to read music. And so I decided, I found a keyboard uh, online. So I went out to meet um, the seller out in the suburbs early one Sunday morning. I'm trying to look up at you guys. <laughs> Doing okay? All right. Uh, but I went to go meet him one Sunday morning. It was really early. It was out in the suburbs. And uh, he took the keyboard out of the trunk of his BMW. And he wanted me to test it for some reason. So I uh, popped in some batteries. He started banging on the keys. And uh, the keys were doing what they're supposed to be doing. And um, then he sort of leaned in and he said, so did you, did, uh, you know, this was for my kids. I bought this for my kids. But they lost interest. Is this for your kids? And I kind of just panicked a little bit. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, it's for my son. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he said, oh, I, and I, for some reason, I said, it's for my son and it's for his birthday. <laughs> and uh, so then he said, well, um, that's great. How old is your son? And I said, 12. <laughs> And uh, I said, well, I just want to get him a keyboard before I get him a piano because he'll lose interest, you know, kids these days, right? And, and then he said, well, what's your son's name? And I said, James, because uh, I thought that was a strong sounding name. And uh, so then he, he, he sort of leaned into me and he said, so did the wife make you come all the way out here so early on a Sunday morning? So I said, my ex-wife. <laughs> Because I thought, I thought my wife, I thought that was kind of presumptuous to assume that I was married. I mean, maybe I'm not married. Maybe we're common law. Maybe I never wanted to be married in the first place. And this is kind of a contentious subject of conversation for me. Uh, 
maybe I'm married to a man because it is 2016. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I, but you know, also it's because I don't have a son named James. <laughs> and I have no kids, and I'm not married. And I want them touche. Um, and basically, I'm in no relationship at all, obviously, through the course of the whole evening. You've, you've realized that. But when he said, when he said uh, is this for your kids? I had like two choices. I could have explained to him, yes. Uh, well, you see, I played the piano when I was a kid. And uh, I really wanted to play guitar. And I bought a guitar, but then my guitar attacked me. And, but I really wanted music in my life, and I could still read music, and I could still play the piano. So maybe, why don't, you know, the keyboard, yes, is for me. <laughs> or I could have just did what I did and just lie to him <laughs> and agree, and hopefully that will, like, bring the conversation to an end. But this guy was a real fucking chatty Cathy. <laughs> this happens to me all the time. <laughs> I don't know if it's my age, I don't know what it is, but people assume that I should just be married and have kids. And I don't know, I think that the world basically is made up. It's really made for conscious coupling. I can't, you know, I do, but some people have a perception that you can't go to a restaurant by yourself and eat. I've had married people say, well, how do you, how do you eat? Like, do you just eat alone <laughs> at home? I, going to the movies or to the theater is out of the question because you're always responsible for like making the seating arrangements uneven. <laughs> and couples always ask you to move so they can sit together. So, just a few weeks ago, I was in Austin, Texas, and I was staying at a bed and breakfast. It was just me for the first three mornings and Nick, who is the, not Nick, another Nick, uh, he was the owner of the business. We had great, a great time talking about the local music scene and the film scene and everything. And then on my last day there, this couple around my age, they come into the breakfast area and, they, and Nick offers the woman a big hearty happy birthday. And they literally stopped in their tracks when they saw me. And they awkwardly sat down the table and then we all sat there in silence eating and I can read minds so I know that they were thinking what's with this weird guy sitting here alone ruining our special birthday celebration because bed and breakfast aren't for single people either so I took the keyboard and I put it in the trunk of my car and I got out of that lonely McDonald's parking lot and I, on my way, I yelled out the window, it's for James, it's for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but, then a few, but then a few weeks later, uh, I was at a dollar store. I was buying all these ridiculous items for a friend's birthday, as you do. And the, the woman at the, at the cash sort of looked at all the items, and then she looked at me, and she kind of raised her eyebrows in judgment. And I just said, it's for my son, James. <laughs> it's his birthday. And I thought, maybe there is room for a son in my life. Because they can all judge him. <laughs> and so whenever I play my keyboard, 
I think of James, because he's like the son I never had. <laughs> and, and you know what? Today is his birthday. So if you all will, to end the show, can you all please join me, because I'm not singing alone, to sing happy birthday to my son James. Ready? One, two, three. That totally didn't work. Time for Paul's Picks, where I briefly tell you about something I'm reading, watching, or listening to. Carl Uwe Knunsgaard wrote a six-volume series of autobiographical novels. Full disclosure, I've only read the first three and just starting on the fourth. It's interesting because I wrote fiction before, normal fiction, and, and people could, you know, come over to me and, and, uh, and talk about the book. But it was always about the book. It was always about, about literature. But now people come over, they say one sentence about the book, and then they start to talk about themselves. I can't really explain them, as there really is no story, and there are many passages that are about the mundane. However, Something very much alive lurks in the many pages of these books. And I had three beautiful children. I had a beautiful wife. I had, you know, a house. It was like the Talking Head song. Right. I had all of this, but I wasn't happy. And that's one of the seven deadly sins, you know, not appreciating life. And I didn't. It was like everything was grey. So I... Why? Why? How did I get there, you know? And that's the question in the book. I once heard Knusgaard describe these books as novels where he used himself as the main character. I use this same description when people ask me about my own novel, The Walking Man. But in my experience, it doesn't help to identify your problems. It doesn't help to, you know, say that, okay, my father did this to me and, 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 and so on, and kind of diagnose your life. That doesn't help, and it's, it's kind of needless. And this book is the opposite of that. It's kind of trying to show the complexity of everything. These are tough books, but stick with them. They can be at times profound and heartbreaking. Thank you for listening to Storytime with Paul Dorr, which is brought to you by Open Kwong Door Media and is produced by me and PJ Kwong. The theme music is by the amazingly talented singer-songwriter Arlene Papoulin. Find all things Arlene at arlenepapoulin.com. Visit openkwongdoor.com and listen to our other show, the At Skating PJ Podcast. Check out pauldoor.com to read my blog, get info about my novel, storytelling events, and other things. If you like what you hear, we'd appreciate if you leave a comment on iTunes.
That's all for now. Until next time, keep listening to each other.